The following program contains language and subject matter that you may consider unsuitable for children. Parental discretion is advised. Greetings, Earthlings. This is Captain Smellsogood of the Starship Smelly Prize with my international co-host, Sayonai. And when we're not soaring through the cosmos looking for alien chicks, we're hanging out in the nuttiest head on and off the internet. That is the jackal head. Are we ready to blast off? You are about to enter a new dimension in sound. Raise your hand. Listening to uh, His Highness the Jackal. I'm going to pass the reins to Mr. Jackal, the new king of radio. What the heck happened last night? Hang on to your hats because you're about to go on a heck of a ride through time, space, and the multiverse. How do I reach these kids? Atlanta, Georgia, Greensboro, North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina, Chicago, Tampa, Florida, Miami, Dallas, Texas. How do I reach these gates? And with all the high-tech gizmos these days? The biggest trick the Jackal ever pulled was to convince the world that he doesn't exist. I reach these gates. The Jackal. Alright everybody, welcome to another Inside the Jackal's Head Right here on PSN Radio and of course the world famous SoFlo Radio No matter where you're listening from, it's either Shotcast or on the internet somewhere Because that's where we are, on the internet We have a really cool guest tonight, Dr. Joseph Marin is going to be with us And uh, he's been with us with the show before a couple times now And I uh, really love having him on the show, great guest And uh, I don't know if you guys are, remember... Dr. Joseph Mara, but he's a doctor of nursing, and um, me and him actually share an agreement in something that is very important. We, we both believe we have been dumbed down by the powers that be for control, power, money, and for various other reasons. Now, he feels that we are all spiritual beings living a human experience, and that we are also multidimensional beings that can manifest whatever we desire with intent and focused thought. I really believe that also. We must first go within and rid ourselves of negative karma and learn beliefs that have been taught to us for many generations. That says Mr. Mara, and I completely agree with him on that. So that's going to be a lot of fun. He's going to be with us in about 25 minutes. Again, I want to welcome everybody listening in, and I hope you stay around for the entire interview. Now, if you want to call in, we will have open lines when Mr. Mara is on, or Dr. Mara, when he you know he went to medical school for a reason, right? Not for me to call him Mr. He's Dr. Mara. But uh, when he when he's on the line, if you guys want to call in, ask him any questions, please do so. Uh, again, the number is uh, 786-245-8127. It's a number in the chat room, which can be found by simply going to www.psn-radio.com. You can also find us on Facebook by typing in The Jackal's Head right on the search bar. It's a lot easier that way than telling somebody the whole URL. So just look up the Jackal's Head or inside the Jackal's Head and you'll be able to find us on there. Uh, also, you can check out the website, thejackalshead.com for all the podcasts that we have. But if you want to call in, 786-245-8127. 
You can Skype us, PSN Radio. Find us there. That'd be nice. Take some callers tonight. But, um, yeah, Dr. Mero is going to be with us, and um, that's going to be in about 20 minutes. We have a couple of things that have been going on in the news, which I want to get to. Some geeky stuff, some legal stuff, and a very funny letter written by a police chief to a one Mr. Kanye West. Now, this is the first one I'm going to go with, actually, because it is pretty funny. You, You would agree with me, right, Pete, that this is... A pretty funny story here. Yeah, this actually is pretty amusing. Yeah, exactly. See, Pete agrees with me. Thank you, Petey. Yeah, you're welcome. Right, thank, thank you for agreeing. Now, it says here, an open letter from Police Chief David Oliver to Kanye West. He says, <clears throat> and I don't know if you guys have been following with some of this stuff, but uh, Kanye West compared himself to the police recently, so uh, a police officer answered back, and he said, hey, you know, I'm honored to be writing such an important star I am a mere internet sensation. I'm not sure if I'm worthy to address you. Although the Huffington Post did say that I was humorous and insanely popular. I didn't pay much attention to those things. Anyway, please excuse my interference in your life for a quick second. I read your review and also watched it on video. You said, and I quote, I'm just giving my body on stage and putting my life at risk, literally. And I think about it. I think about my family. I think like, wow. This is like being a police officer or something, in a war or something, end quote. That's Kanye West that we're quoting there. Now, the letter goes on to say, I want to thank you for putting your life on the line for all of us every day. I know that being a rapper is tough work. I have tried to rap, and it is very difficult to keep up with the pulse of the rhyme flow. Although when Ice Ice Baby comes on the radio, I can usually keep up with Oh Vanilla, anywho, you're your job is just some very dangerous work, I know. Most people don't consider if you rap really fast without a chance to inhale, you could pass out and hit your head. It's actually true, you could do that. It says, uh, now the last paragraph was uh, covered in sarcasm as the first. But anyway, it says, I'm letting you know, just so you do not think that I agree with your, with your very ignorant assessment of your career, or any other performer, as it relates to a person in the military or a police officer's service, you, sir, are are as misguided as they come. I do have a suggestion for you. Since you are accustomed to danger from your life as an international rapper, I am strongly encouraging you immediately abandon your career as a superstar and join the military. After joining, I would like to vo- I'd like you to volunteer to b- to deploy to Afghanistan or one of the numerous other forward locations where our men and women are currently serving. When the Taliban starts shooting at you, perhaps you could stand up and let the words flow. It could be something like, I'm Kanye West wearing a flak vest. I'm sure they would just drop weapons and surrender. You could quote, you could that's actually a pretty good rhyme. You could quite possibly end all wars just from the enemy being starstruck. This is brilliant. I love this police guy. <coughs> it says, goes on to say, your line of thinking is part of the problem in the world today. And I agree. Which includes entertainers thinking they are something more than just entertainers. This guy's brilliant. I know it is supply and demand. And the demand for your service is high. 
I get economics. What I do not get is you ever comparing what you do for a living to our heroic military members who are always in harm's way and my brother and sister police officers who have to go to work carrying weapons and wearing a bulletproof vest to protect themselves. Now, and he ends with the best part ever. <coughs> I'm going <gonna coughs> to clear my throat on this one. <coughs> There's the last line here. It says, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Chief Oliver. Peace. Now, this might be the greatest letter ever written to a rapper in the history of the world, really. I mean, I don't think it could ever get any better than that. And this is, again, an open letter from Police Chief David Oliver to Kanye West. Pete, I think this deserves a round of applause. Yes, it does. Give that man a round of applause. All right, enough of that. Kanye West has to be, like, the biggest douchebag alive. How do you, how do you compare yourself to a police officer or anybody who is serving overseas or any... I, I mean, really, Kanye? Do you really think that just because you can go on stage and you can sing some rhymes that... Uh, yeah, you know, I'm like a police officer because my life is dangerous and shit. Uh, no, not not really. Not really, Kanye. Hey, Kanye. Um, you're just... I don't know, man. Kanye is, like, the biggest dude. Ever, ever since that Taylor Swift incident... I really just have disliked Kanye West, and it's gotten worse and worse over the last, um, you know, couple years. Now he's married to Kim Kardashian, so he's always in the news, unfortunately. But what a douchebag Kanye West to compare himself to the police. Jesus Christ, man! Whew! Talk about needing to get a life. Holy moly! So anyway, that's uh, the first one that I have here. I also uh, have another. In the world of entertainment, another news report here just came out um, actually a couple days ago. And this is uh, from the Jackson family. Uh, As you know, there's never any lack of news surrounding Michael Jackson and the Jackson family. And uh, it's nothing uh, different now. Catherine Jackson seeking a new trial. Look at that, I rhymed that without even trying. But the family of late singer Michael Jackson has filed court documents indicating they plan to seek a new trial in the wrongful death lawsuit against concert promoter AEG after a Los Angeles jury cleared the company of liability in October. Attorney for Jackson's mother, Catherine, who is now 83, and his three children filed court documents citing misconduct of the jury and insufficient evidence amongst the reasons for a pending request for a new trial. The two-page court filing, which was submitted on Monday, December 2nd, in Los Angeles County Superior Court, also cited newly discovered evidence, but did not go into many details. Catherine Jackson and, and the singer... And the singer's three children, Prince Michael, Paris, and Little Blanket, sued AEG live over uh, Jackson's 2009 death, who at the time he was 50 in Los Angeles, from an overdose of powerful anesthetic propofol given to the pop star by his then-doctor inmate Conrad Murray. The wrongful death lawsuit claimed the concert promoters had acted negatively by hiring, by hiring Murray as Jackson's personal physicians, but a jury concluded Murray was significantly qualified for his job. The verdict came after a, sens- a sensational five-month trial that suffered that offered a glimpse into the private life and final days of Michael Jackson, the King of Pop. At the time, her attorney promised to consider all options in response to the verdict, 
Ann Murray was convicted of involuntary manslaughter in 2011 for Jackson's death and served half of his four-year sentence in Los Angeles prison. He was re- released in October under a California state plan to reduce prison overcrowding. So Conrad the Butcher Murray is back on the streets looking for another pop star to murder. Who will be next? Maybe somebody can get him in touch with Justin Bieber. What do you think, Pete? Justin Bieber? Yeah, that's good. I'm going to see if I can make that happen for him. I think I got his number. Why do you have Justin Bieber's number? Um, Exactly. Anyway. I don't even want to know, man. I just, I don't care. But moving on. Uh, So Catherine Jackson and the Jackson family trying to sue AEG again. I I don't know how this is going to play or how it's going to play out or whatever, but... I don't know how they really can blame AEG for Michael Jackson's death. I mean, Michael's been addicted to medication for many, many years. Who knows how long he's been doing propofol? I mean, for for all we know, he's been probably doing these kind of drugs for maybe a decade or 15, 20 years. Eventually, that kind of stuff does catch up to you. I mean, I think that, you know, I, don't, I think they're like really just barking up a, a dead tree here. There's nothing here. And uh, I don't know why they keep trying, though. I mean, they really are trying to squeeze as much money out of uh, Michael Jackson's, you know, legacy as as they can. I mean, they're making a lot of money. I checked out Net Worth, the website, a few days ago, just out of curiosity when I read this story. And um, I checked out Prince Michael, the oldest of the three kids. And uh, he has $100 million net, net worth. And that's what Michael left him, $100 million. That, to me, is incredible. A hundred million dollars. That kid has done nothing in his life, but he was uh, somehow uh, conceived by some lady with Michael Jackson's, maybe his sperm, maybe not. Who knows? We really don't know. I mean, he doesn't really look like a Jackson, you know, but, <laughs> you know, genetics and all, but just doesn't look like Mike. Yeah, he just doesn't. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not a hater or anything, but a but hundred million dollars. I mean, I know Mike, and it's crazy because Michael Jackson's estate is still worth about $600 million. He's actually made more money since he's been dead than when he was alive. So, there you go. Now, um, some movie news here before we move on uh, to and get our guest on the line. Uh, Ed Helms uh, to star in the Naked Gun reboot for Paramount. Uh, now, apparently Ed Helms has become the go-to guy for classic comedy reboots. Uh, he was poised uh, to top-line or uh, yeah, top line, new lines, uh, vacation reboot. Remember the Chevy Chase vacation movies from the eighties? He was going to do that uh, until creative differences uh, over the film uh, and the film's ratings uh, led to it being delayed and then put in development hell. And now Paramount has tapped uh, Helms to play in, to play in and step in for Leslie Nielsen in the reboot to The Naked Gun. I don't know how I feel about this. Those movies are kind of sacred, man. Leslie Nielsen, really? The Naked... I love the Naked Gun trilogy. But anyway, Variety reports that Helms will star in the, the new Naked Gun film with Night of the Museum and Reno 911 scribe Thomas Lennon and Bent uh, Garrett penning the screenplay. Plot details are unknown at the, at the time, but Helms will play a new version of Mr. Detective Frank Drebin, the character that Nielsen made famous in director Zach, uh, David Zucker's 1988 original. The Naked Gun from the Files of Police Squad. 
Paramount went to uh, make two more Naked Gun movies in 1991 and 1994. And uh, the films carried Nielsen's uh, signature brand of slapstick humor. It should be interesting, it says here, to see if this new film would be in keeping with that style, if Lennon and Garant will tailor the redo more into a Helm's sensibilities, or they're going to go and continue what Leslie Nielsen did with it. Uh, it that's why I have a, uh, an issue with this, because uh, th- that is such an iconic role. But we'll never, you know, you know, they're never going to be able to get rid of the original, so we'll always have the original three Naked Gun movies to look back for, back on. And uh, Ed Helms is actually a very good actor. He's very funny, so this should be interesting. Uh, but it's going to be tough to you know sit there and watch anybody play Frank Drebin that is not Leslie Nielsen. Now, I wonder if they're going to get somebody to play O.J.'s part and have that whole beginning over again. You know what I'm saying? That, but that, that, that has to be the most epic start to any movie ever the beginning of the naked gun with OJ in the boat kicks through the door door gets this foot gets stuck through the door love that now Jeremy Renner is rumored to be out as Hawkeye in Marvel's cinematic universe I don't know if your Avengers fans out there are aware of this but uh, since over the past week or so has been there's been plenty of talk of uh, major players at Marvel Cinematic Universe that have expressed some discontent over their contracts and this goes stems way back and uh, I know that a lot of them have uh, agreed to come back but there's still a rumbling that Jeremy Renner might not be coming back and uh, it's assured that it wouldn't be the first time uh, that Marvel has played hardball with some of their cast of course Terrence Howard and Edward Norton are no longer part of the cinematic universe and they were both supposed to play big parts in in what they were doing with the Avengers. So look out for that Jeremy Renner, who became famous also for the uh, Bourne film that he did, the uh, Bourne Legacy, or, I don't know, Bourne Legend, I don't, one of the Bourne, I think it was like the four, the one without Matt Damon. But anyway, I don't, I hate when they recast main characters like that. And, and even though in the Avengers movie, he was kind of like, eh, shitty. But there's, they did say here, according to the report, at our comic book movie, an inside source is suggesting that Jeremy Renner could uh, be finished with the cinematic universe, and uh, owing to some negative comments from the actor about his uh, role as Hawkeye, Hawkeye in uh, the mega blockbuster movie The Avengers, uh, that he said for ninety percent of the movie I wasn't the character I signed on to play. Now allegedly there's uh, the tiniest chance that Renner will be back for The Avengers too, but it's more likely that Hawkeye will be recast. Now it says here, if so, he could also be integrated into Shields as a primary character for later in the season, maybe next season. Well, it's essentially possible that the reports are a little bit more speculation than anything else. Renner is noticeably absent from the Phase 2 of the MCU, despite the fact that Shield veterans Samuel Jackson did come out in Shields' TV show. They haven't really showed Hawkeye, so... Who knows what's the future for Hawkeye in the Avengers movie? Uh, that he really was kind of a, a, like a throwaway character, to be honest. Jeremy Renner is a good actor, but man, they really did a, a piss poor job uh, with his character in that movie. He's just really non-existent. And I think what really happens with those kind of like big movies is is it's tough to put that many characters in one film and tell those stories and tell all those stories. Um, it's just, it's not easy. It really is. That's why I'm so worried about the Avengers 2, and I'm worried about the whole Justice League uh, with DC. Now, of course, they're saying, you know, they just cast Wonder Woman on 
Superman versus Batman versus Aquaman versus Tina Turner uh, versus Superstar Billy Graham. I don't know. There's like so many people in that movie. Uh, but for sure, Batman, Superman, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, they're going to be in it. But now Flash apparently is going to be in it too. So that's getting very, very crowded. And it's really hard to tell a story when you have that many characters to tell. So uh, I get what he's saying. You know, Eventually, I'm sure when they pitched the, the whole thing to him, they told him, well, your character's going to be like this, and it's going to be great, and you're going to be a hero, and blah, 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 blah. And then when you actually write the script, and you see how you got to put that together with all those people, you end up coming up with you know maybe five minutes of dialogue. And about 10 minutes of screen time. And most of the time you look emo and butthurt because you're playing a guy who just got his mind taken over by the bad guys. So that's kind of what happened to him. And it's unfortunate because he's a very good actor and a very good action actor too. Uh, which is something I was excited about having him on in this film. Because he is a very good actor. And again, he was very good in the uh, Bourne movie that he was in. Now, real quick, sad news in the world of Hollywood. Um, Peter O'Toole passed away. Now, Peter O'Toole is a British screen legend and he passed away today at age 81. uh, 21, that would have been really sad. No, but 81. After battling uh, a long illness, his agent has revealed the star who received an honorary Oscar in 2003 enjoyed a career that spanned seven decades and saw him receiving eight Academy Award nominations for Best Actor, uh, making him most nominated actor ever to win the Oscar, including the adventures of T.E. Lawrence in uh, David Lean's 1962 epic Lawrence of Arabia. That was the first movie of uh, Peter O'Toole that I ever saw. Uh, born in 1932, O'Toole began his uh, acting career trading um, says here, treading in bo- uh, the boards that made his TV debut in 1950s uh, before making a leap to the big screen with a small role in 1959's The Day They Robbed the Bank in Eng- of England. After his uh, breakthrough role in Lawrence of Arabia, he would earn further Oscar nominations for Beckett in 1964, The Lion in Winter in 1968, Goodbye Mr. Chips in 1969, The Ruling Class in 1972, The Stuntman, that's a great movie, 1980, My Favorite Year 1982, and Venus in 2006, as well as gaining a reputation for his hard-drinking Hell-raising off-screen antics, along with his Oscar-nominated films, O'Toole's other credits includes the likes of *How to Steal a Million Dollars* or *How to Steal a Million*, which came out in 1966. Woo. Uh, the night that the uh, the night of the generals in 1967. Now this is a very famous one here. You guys ready? Caligula in 1979. That's right, Caligula. But for my movie troll insanity nerds out there, he will always be remembered for his role in Supergirl in 1984. That's right, he was in Supergirl. Also, The Last Emperor, 1987. High Spirits, great comedy in uh, 1988. King Roth in 1991. Troy in 2004. And I didn't even know this. He was in Ratatouille in 2007. Also, uh, was in Stardust, 2007. Well, there's a lot of movies, man. This guy's been in Hollywood for a very long time. And uh, sad, he was a great actor, but the one movie he will always be remembered for, well, two movies, really, Caligula and Supergirl. Now, I have a very funny story with Caligula, but it could get somebody arrested, so I'm not going to mention names. But I was at school when I was younger, and a certain teacher had to show the class uh, some documentaries of uh, Caligula, because we were actually going to do a whole 
thing, a report on Caligula. And uh, he accidentally, when well, he went to re- to rent a, a movie, now, remember this is a long time ago, this one had VHS, and he went to rent the movie Caligula, the documentary, the clean one. Well, it turns out he got the wrong one. And the dude got the dirty version of Caligula. So he, you know, apparently didn't prep for the class or anything. He just popped in the tape and said, okay, uh, Caligula, that's good right there. I'm going to go, uh, let's go watch this, kids. Puts on Caligula. Next thing you know, like a minute in, and there's a midget getting a blowjob. Now, I've never seen a teacher run as fast as I saw this man run towards the TV. I mean, he was hauling ass like I've never seen before. This man might have actually broken the speed limit trying to get to that TV. And let me tell you something. He Instead of hitting the, the, the power button or turning the VCR off or something, he, he was trying to cover the screen with his hands. Now, he, this is a teacher, folks. Covering the, the damn screen with your hands is not the way you're going to solve this problem. But this is what he tried to do. And it, it really was the most hysterical thing I've ever... I mean, we were all cracking up in class. I I'll never forget just how much we were laughing in this class. And uh, he was actually a great teacher. Though. i got to say, you know, mental uh, lapse there, of course, but great teacher. And uh, that was my introduction to Caligula. But rest in peace, Peter O'Toole, 1932 to 2013. Lived a long life, but great actor. We'll be right back, everybody, with our guest, Dr. Joseph Mara. Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's SupermanHomePage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. SupermanHomePage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. SupermanHomePage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the man. Man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction. Are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. Okay, okay, here it is. Life- Change T's commitment to excellence. Once again, Ronnie McMullen here, challenging you to a better lifestyle and health. On my radio show, I challenge people to think and act on good mental health, and this in turn promotes great physical health. Life Change Tea is a head start product to help aid your health and bring you your best life. And Life Change Tea doesn't taste like tea. It tastes great. So now, here's your holiday bonus. Buy now a one-month supply, and we'll give you two weeks for free. It's our holiday giveaway, and it's the best sale of the year. Lose weight and feel great this holiday season. So order now. Call 928-308-0408. Again, 928-308-0408. Or you can log on to GetTheTea.com. That's GetTheTea.com. Remember, we love love our customers and our customers love our tea get the tea.com here's a riddle for you 
What do the California Gold Rush of the 1850s, secret societies, coded messages, mysterious 19th century flying machines, and an early 20th century outside artist named Charles A.A. A. Delshaw all have in common? The Secrets of Delshaw by Dennis Crenshaw and Pete Navarro. Go to www.secretsofdelshaw.com to learn more. This is George Rodriguez, and Boca Brian is forcing me to encourage everyone to listen to all of the other shows on SoFloRadio.com. No, I'm not. You're making me do this because nobody's listening to any of the other shows. They uh, they suck, and you don't want to listen. <laughs> Turn it off now. <laughs> Where are we? Hi, everybody. This is Suds Coleman. You know, SoFloRadio.com is like a scab. <laughs> don't eat it. What does this computer do? It tunes into SoFloRadio.com. And also makes a nice doorstop. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. You're listening to Inside the Jackal's Head right here on PSN Radio and SoFlow Radio. All right, everybody, welcome back to Inside the Jackal's Head. That is me. I am the Jackal, and I am your host here on psn-radio.com and soflowradio.com. If you're listening in through there, that means that you really have no life, and this is the best thing going for you right now. So enjoy it. Sit back, relax. Call in if you want to. Open lines for myself and our guest, Dr. Joseph Marrow. Welcome to Inside the Jackal's Head again. Thank you for coming back, man. Thank you. It's always fun uh, uh, hooking up with uh, somebody from the East Coast. You're Southeast, of course, but I was from Pennsylvania there, so uh, the weather's a little different uh, where I'm at now in New Mexico, and I don't know, what, what do you guys got down there now? Is it pretty warm? or? Oh, you know what? It's actually uh, about 80 degrees out here right now, 80-something 80, 80 degrees, and I, I'm sorry for my friends up north. You know my uh, my good friends up north who are who are struggling right now, but yeah, we're doing good. Yeah, you know, it's it's winter time, and you would never know it by being here in Florida. Yeah, you know, I looked on the map the other day on the Weather Channel, and and everybody got hit with this freezing cold. Even here in uh, New Mexico, it was like four degrees, and I was like, dang, I should, I could have stayed in Pennsylvania for this. And I looked. Florida was the only state that wasn't participating in the cold freeze. <laughs> that's a, that's about right. It, it's funny. We can go to the beach during winter. Yeah. Huh? How oh, how good is that? That is awesome. I I was just thinking. You know, I need to spend one or two months there, like right around this time of year, every year, maybe December, January, maybe even into February. Hey, I wanted to tell you, you have uh, the name for your show is the Jackal's Head, right? Well, it technically is inside the Jackal's Head, but oh. I am kind of anal about that. By the way, I'm. You know, it is inside the jackal's head. Did you head. change the name or something recently? No, it's always been the name of the show. Oh, now, oh, I okay. also did Skywatchers Radio, which I do on Tuesday nights also. That's another show that I do. So oh, I, I, I do a lot of advertising on the Internet, so you might catch different shows with my name on there. But enough about me. Nobody wants to hear about boring old me. They want to hear about you, Dr. Joseph Mero, who hasn't been on the show in, in a little bit. Not a whole long, 
time compared to some of my other guests. But how you been, man? It's been a, a while. Now, let's do that over because I don't think the audience heard you the first time when I asked how you were doing. So, how you been? Well, I've been good except for, as I said earlier, it's been freezing here in New Mexico. And Well, today was nice. It was pretty nice. It was in the 40s and 50s, depending on what part of the state you were in, and I was traveling. But last week, man, it was down to like four. And I was like, I could have stayed in Pennsylvania to get this stuff. And like I was saying earlier, I don't know if everybody heard, but it was hilarious looking at the Weather Channel and looking at the, the country. And the only the only state that didn't want to participate, it looked like, was Florida. And so I was like, I mean, that's a place i got to get to because this cold weather is just for the birds. You do, man. It's like 80 degrees or something like that uh, now in December down here. And we have like maybe two days of winter. That's about it. it it's it's oh, beautiful, man. man. Like late December, my birthday's coming up. I, I'm I'm a a New Year's Eve baby. I was born on December 31st, and my birthday's right around the corner. A couple, you know, a couple weeks away or a week and a half away, or whatever. Uh, yeah. And I am going to go to the beach for my birthday on December 31st. That's awesome. Who That's the so hell cool. could say that? <laughs> I, to me, it's like I'm here going. Oh God, that sounds like that would be cold. It's a total delight, isn't it? <laughs> well, I guess it would if it's 80-some degrees, huh? Yeah, no kidding. So, you know, I know that you used to do the radio show uh, a lot like uh, this show. You know, you had a very good radio show for a while there. You're not doing that anymore. So tell us, you know, give us an update of what you've been up to, man. Boy, man. Huh. There's a – I don't know. The last time I was on, I guess I'll just start from uh, – I used to do that show, uh, Universal Talk. Right. And then uh, I created another one called A Guiding Light. And right. all these things are archived. And so people could go back and, and listen to the interviews. And uh, it kind of – what I was trying to do was uh, put the pieces to the puzzle together of what the heck was going on on this planet because nothing ever really made sense. And so I interviewed people like uh, doctors, nurses, lawyers, astronauts. I mean all over the world, not just the United States. I'm talking like South Africa and Ecuador and just everywhere. And just to kind of get an individual's perspective or point of view from their uh, profession. And some of these guys are black ops projects and, you know, whistleblowers. And, I mean, it, it's just amazing what is going on behind the scenes. And people are more and more, they're waking up. And thank, thanks to uh, uh, Snowden, they come out with uh, that these leaks. And, you know... It's funny how Facebook, people are really clever. They put on there, you see this picture of, uh, I can't remember who it was, but it was Obama and a, another uh, and a woman that said, if you know something, say something. And right beside it, it had Snowden saying, I said something, and now he's excommunicated, you know? It's like, <laughs> yes. what the heck? How clever is that? It's like, yep, that's that's our country. That is the country we live in, huh? Yeah. And then, of course, people. some people are like, oh, he's a traitor and all this other. Well, you know what? That's what you know. our Constitution was all about, protecting ourselves from ourselves, or at least our government and those of us who are working there. And, you know, not everybody's bad, so I'm not going to say that that's, you know. How much, do you buy into, how much do you buy into, like, all the stuff with uh, Obama that they say about the man? Like, all the bad stuff, really, because, you know, they, they've demonized him pretty badly in the last uh, year. You know, I'm on the fence. I, I just don't know. I honestly, because if I was to look at it from a third uh, dimensional point of view and actions speak louder than words, I would be 
with those people saying, oh, my gosh, how can he be calling for war in Syria? We don't need another war and all these other things that have, have you know, have uh, well, almost manifested, I'd say. But that the blessing was that we didn't go to war. You know, people right. stood up. There was protests. And, I mean, so I don't know, man. I, I don't know what to say on that one. I, honest to God, I've been racking my brain going, boy, I just don't have a good feel either way. I just don't know. You know, it, it's funny because it always falls on the president's head whenever we have to go to war or a war breaks out or something like that. Uh, but, you know, going to war is not just, uh, okay, we got to go to war now because, you know, we have to. No, you have to go through Congress. You have to go through certain channels and steps. And you either are going to go allowed to go to war or you're not allowed to go to war. And, uh, you know, the people really, really did speak up. You're right. I mean, it, it was really good to see everybody just say, you know what, enough with the wars, man. Yeah. It was, it was and- one of the first times that the people stopped the country really from maybe invading another country because that's what it, was, yeah. what it is that's what it is i mean people are like you know, oh we're and don't get me wrong i'm not saying they were evil or anything like that but you know we are the ones that are over in the middle east they're not over here right you know there's no soldiers over here in the streets right. you know what you know what, for example in, insurgents you know that's a big thing insurgents 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 are not soldiers they're just people trying to protect their their, their environment right so, and I, mean, I know I always said, I'm always like, well, you know, just think if somebody would come over here and tell us to change our way of life, and you're going to do it this way because this is the way we see is best. Right. I really don't think we have any business in that preemptive thought of, oh, we got to get them before they get us type of a thing. That's all like fear-mongering and, you know, scare tactics. And and plus, if you look at the research, and this is what these black ops guys and these whistleblowers had been telling me over the years, was there was – more to it than what is being put out there on the media you know so mainstream is saying one thing and they're making you look in the left hand when on in the right hand they're doing something totally different and and it was amazing i in my office in my practice even i had soldiers that were coming back and they were telling me they're like you know i'd I'd ask them i'd be like hey you were just there in afghanistan what they just said on the news that blah blah blah, and they're like that thing never even happened. We were we just came from there last week. That's all a bunch of BS. So my perspective had changed over the years, that, and this is all part of my wake up about what the heck is going on, you know. And then you could get into the Illuminati and the, all these other things, and and it all sounds like conspiracy theory, but you know, people that used to be totally against it and said no this can't be happening our government would never do that and now all of a sudden with all these whistleblowers and these leaks that are coming out there it is yeah i think even the last time you and i spoke the fbi released something about roswell didn't you have it didn't you put that up somewhere it, they've released stuff about roswell they released also something that was very important even probably more important they released and uh admitted that there is an area 51 for the first time including uh, President Obama came out and publicly actually acknowledged Area 51, and he said, I'm probably the first president to ever mention Area 51 in a speech. Wow. <laughs> Just like that, actually. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, he actually came out publicly and, and mentioned Area Fifty One, and that's the, it's incredible they even said that. And you know, I had Steve Bassett on the show recently, and you know, he really does believe, and I'm kind of with him that disclosure is not that far off. And I think mm-hmm. disclosure is gonna—it's it, almost needed at this point because of the way the world is. It, it's really topsy turvy, you know, of a subject to get into because I don't think the yeah. the entire planet is fully capable and ready 
to deal with the reality that we're not alone. But I think, at least in this country, we're ready for it. You know, we're for the most part, Americans understand that you know we're really not alone. Even the Vatican, I think, at this point, understands that we're not alone in the universe. And you know what? Doesn't really. Then uh, a religion is scared. Most religions are scared that you know this would hurt them in a way. But I don't think it does because it doesn't really take away from God's plan. If you still want to believe in God. Why would he create only one planet with life? That makes no sense. That's no fair. That's no fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? This, yeah, this whole thing, I'm telling you, this, this, <laughs> there's a big can of worms that will explain mm. everything. Once, once, you, once you go down this road and the, the Pandora's box is open, all the answers are right there. And, and, but the people have to do the research and be receptive to what is truly going on. And this is what I'm talking about. I mean, we can go deep into this because, first of all, there are some people in the populace that don't even believe in ETs. Okay, mm. they're, they're like, we're alone in the universe, and we're special, and my religion says that God made us. And, and Those know, are called we, Christians. <laughs> and I used to be one of them, so there's no judgment on my part. And Jehovah's so, Witnesses. I used to be one of those, so continue. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, again, it's, it's like... When you experience these things, you capture them on video and you're seeing them and a whole bunch of other people are right with you seeing these things. You can't go back anymore. You can't be like, okay, I can't be a believer of this anymore because well, I just don't want to. You know wholeheartedly that there is something going on. And so then you start doing some research and you're like, why, why would this be the way it is? And uh, I mean – I mean, if you want to go deep, we could go, buddy, because it's, <laughs> this is going to be a long show, though, because it's it's a long time to get where I'm at to this awareness. You know, I had a conversation a, while, a little while back uh, since, you know, way after since we, you know, you last uh, came on the show uh, with uh, my niece's mom, who is very religious. She's a Christian lady, very, you know, very nice lady, and um, she's my brother's ex-wife. And she was over the house one day, and you know, she started asking me about my religious beliefs and stuff because she likes to engage me in conversation, knowing that I do a radio show and that we kind of get into these kind of topics. And she tried to engage me in, in, you know, conversations about God and aliens. And for, after five minutes of her kind of preaching a little bit, you know, and being a little bit of a Bible thumper towards, you know, her, her beliefs, I asked. And, and by the way, she's a complete non-believer. And aliens. I mean, she did not believe in aliens whatsoever, but she's you know very hard on the Bible and believes that the you know that God is real and the Bible is real. And I asked her very calmly. I said, "Let me ask you a question. Where does God come from?" Oh well, I don't know. We really don't know that. Okay, but does God live on planet Earth? Well, no, oh no, He doesn't live on planet Earth. No. Okay, so God lives somewhere else on a different plane, different planet, different realm, different dimension, whatever. Heaven, right? Yeah, that's about right. Okay, you could say heaven. Okay, where, where's heaven? Well, I don't know. Well, it could be another dimension. It could be another planet. Maybe we've been deceived. Who knows what the truth is, right? Heaven could be anywhere. It could be a planet somewhere light years away from us. The bottom line is God is not from this planet, right? And she goes, well, technically, no. And you go, okay. So technically, we're saying here that God is an alien. God is an extraterrestrial. Your God is an alien. <laughs> this I, I tell you right now, Joseph. This <laughs> lady, I have never seen a, a person turn as white as she did. Deer in the headlights. What? <laughs> Completely. She she paused, and this is a person that you know. We Latinos speak very fast in Spanish and in English and in <laughs> any other language. 
And she's, you know, she's no stranger to speaking fast, but she paused for a good 10 seconds before, the only thing that came out was, um, you're right. I never looked at it like that. And I'm like, exactly. You never looked at it like that. But in reality, you don't know what God is. And then I, you know, I asked her something else that kind of blew me away because it's funny when you really get into a conversation with somebody who's religious and I've got, I've had this conversation before with other religious folks and I asked him about certain things like, did you know that there's uh, slavery in the Bible and it mentions that it's okay to have slaves and uh, there's certain passages that even tell you, yeah, yeah, you can even let them go or you can kill them. You know, when you're the master, it doesn't matter. Did you know that that's in, you know, the old Testament? Did you realize that? I always get the answer. That's not in the Bible. Then I look for the, for the passage and I show it to them and they always say, cool. Damn it! I didn't know that was in there. <laughs> it's like it's funny because most people really don't read and follow along their their books of indoctrination. You know they they well, know what they're they're told in church. Yeah, you know, exactly. That, so that's, that's what whatever they're reading there. They're like, okay, I'll follow along with whatever he's saying up there. He he knows. He gives me a little piece of bread and some wine, and you know he tickles me sometimes. So so, you, so yeah, he must know what's going on. That's that's yeah. kind of like what happens in this world, and it's sad. You know, it's really really sad. Yeah. So this is okay. Let's start digging. Let's start chipping away at this iceberg. First of all, if you think about what you just said there, that's why um, some of the the beings that we we let's just say the the people running the planet, right. they look at the mass humanity as sheeple because we just toe the line and follow correct you know, what we're saying, and they don't do or we don't do any research and. And all these types of things. So we just kind of follow the line. And we just believe what we're told. But those of us that have stepped outside the box to really look and really research and get your boots on the ground and travel all parts of this planet to talk to people and see things for yourself and become that experiencer. You can't lie to me anymore. You can't tell me to my face that these certain things don't exist or, or, you know, it it just it doesn't work anymore. So. That's what I would suggest. First of all, open a book and start researching or get on the computer. There's, I mean, today's the, the age of mass uh, oh, information. You can Google it. If you have an idea or something you want to look up, Google it. Slavery in the Bible. I'm sure you'll find a lot of passages. Look, yeah, look so, it up on you know, Google. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, and so if we're going to go down this road, you talked about Stephen Bassett, and his, his um, talk is about he advocates for disclosure. Right. And so that entails that we're not alone in the universe. So right. then you say, okay, well, if we're not alone in the universe, how come they don't come down here and land on, on the lawn? And this, this goes back to what you said initially in the program. You were saying that you don't think that the majority of the population is ready for this. And right. so if they're not ready for it, imagine what would happen as – let me back up. You see things in movies, you see things in books, and so these little seeds are being planted to allow people slowly to get the idea and chew on it for a while and be like, okay, well, maybe we're not alone. And then the Vatican comes out and says, well, you know, if there were extraterrestrials, you know, we would baptize them in Christianity and, you know, Catholicism and all this. And you're like, okay, why is all this happening? Why are they even saying this? Right. To me, it's a slow disclosure so people don't totally freak out and go into fear because the shock of this whole thing is just going to be huge, for one. That's only one aspect of this. Another aspect of it is, okay, if they're here and if they can travel light years, how did they get here? 
We can't right. go that far with our current propulsion systems. We are using oil and gas. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so then it's like, well, okay, well, they have free energy. Whoa, wait a minute. They have free energy? Do, we, do our scientists know about this? And if they do, how come we're not using it on the planet? And so it comes down to what some of the uh, whistleblowers had told me. Uh, they would use the word God as an acronym. Gold, oil, and drugs. This is yes. the CIA guys. So, yes. the so you start digging into all this kind of stuff, and you know I'm not trying to defame God or anything. So all the, the you know the people that are really religious and all that, you don't don't get bent out of shape over it. It's 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 an acronym that some of these whistleblowers are using to show, hey, through this geopolitical wake-up that I had, and this is what we call it, as you're waking up to the truth with chemtrails and this, the sprays and the chemicals and the foods and, I mean, the Monsantos of the world and just on and on. And the, Why are we going to war over there? Oh, wait, there's oil over there? Oh, maybe we have another agenda. And then I'm telling you, this story just opens up huge. But people are so f- afraid of being duped most of the time, that they won't even step into this arena because, for one, they'll be afraid of ridicule. I'll bet you there's a lot of people that have seen UFOs that just won't come forward because they don't want to be teased. Definitely, yeah. And, and their their profession yep. would, you know what I'm saying? It's Well, I mean, I look at, my own. Look at uh, what's his name, Congressman, I always butcher his name, uh, Kucinich, Kucinich? Uh, he ran for president on the last election, and they asked him, uh, you know, if he would if he would admit that he saw a UFO. That was the end of his campaign. Derailed yeah. his campaign. Right. I mean, right after that question, it's like he didn't exist anymore. Uh, and, and that's a guy who has a lot of money, paid a lot of money to be there, and they asked him one simple question, and then that was the end of him. And he was actually doing pretty good at the time during the uh, the what do you call it the the Democratic no the, the Democratic the the GOP. The debates, yeah, the oh, debates. Yeah. Well, and you know, and you know, it's so funny because look at uh, as a prime example of this. Look at the governor, the ex-governor of uh, Arizona. Right, another one. Yeah, he totally ridiculed the people that came out when he, mm-hmm. in fact, saw it himself. Yep. And later on, came back after he was out of office. So this, these are the, our leaders today. They're looking out for their own interest, even though they're voted in, and we're all these sheeple that are like, oh, they're going to lead us, and they're going to do the best job because we voted for it. No, they have their own agenda. They want to stay in office so they can do what they got to do and pay back the deals that they you know, got in there with. And it's because if they don't, they get kicked out, and they have to toe the line just like the rest of humanity. And it's so obvious. I mean, that's a prime example. Here's this guy. He, he has one of his staff dress up as an alien, come on stage and make us a big joke out of this whole thing about the Phoenix Lights. Meanwhile, you have a credible source, Lynn Kitai, who's an MD. She puts her you know, credentials on the line and she goes out. And all these other people that they interviewed and saw this. Later on, a couple years after that, I went out there myself hoping to catch it, and I actually did. I have it on my own camcorder. So I... I physically saw it with my own eyes. I have it on camera. Not to mention that the one time when I went to the East City Ranch, and we have that on documentary. We have it on camera, my own film. I mean, I saw it with my own eyes. Plus, there was a whole field of people that was witnessing these things. 
So, so let, me, let me ask you a question. When you see these things, do you, do you think you're looking at aliens, really, or, or is there any possibility these are back-engineered crafts that we're flying, and somehow you guys are just at the right place at the right time where they're test line them or something like that? Uh, or do you really think they're, we're being visited that often? Well, it's like this. There's, I think that there's a combination of the two, and that's what the confusion is, and the, the water is muddied out there because of this issue. But some of the things that I've seen... You would see this great big light coming across the sky, just above the treetops, basically, and all of a sudden it would just stop. And everybody in the field saying, power up, power up, power. and all of a sudden this thing lit up like a football field. And then all of a sudden it would go back down to just dim. And That's then you see, well, yeah, and this is what was really interesting. You would hear the jet fighters that were dispatched to go towards this. You could see them because, you know, it... it it was just the, the light was casting on these things, and you could see the flashing lights of these jets. You could hear them, and here they go right towards this thing. And these, by the way, these jets looked like like specks compared to how big this thing was. And they would go right to it, and the next thing, the light would blink out totally. They would fly through, and all of a sudden, whoop, back on. And it was like they were screwing with these with the government. <laughs> we were sitting there laughing, going, "Oh my god!" So what? How did they disappear? I don't know of anybody in our government or any other government that has these cloaking devices or they can pop into one dimension or another, but these are the types of things that defy our current explanation or scientific explanation. And so, you know, and to sit there and hover with no sound, I mean... You will, you will agree, though, if, if there was an accident at, at Roswell in 47, if we did back engineer a craft that crashed there, uh, by now, that technology would have been back-engineered to the point that it's, you know, merged into other different uh, aircraft that we've been creating for the last 40, 50 years. And we've probably created several aircraft, so they could pob- possibly do those kind of maneuvers, you know, phase sure. in and out. I mean, who knows what kind of technology was on that craft. And we know Velcro, they say, came out of uh, yeah. the yeah. saucer. <laughs> Velcro is yeah. great. Imagine yeah. what else they came out of that saucer. CDs, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, maybe, you know, uh, you know anti-gravity. Um, right, right. I mean, there's so, a lot of different so. technologies that might have come out of that craft. So who knows really what's flying out there, though? It, it might just be our own guys, you know, test line these things. Okay, so let's go with that. So the point is, if there was an alien crash, that tells us right there, if it was back-engineered, it's not from this planet. So regardless of what I'm seeing, if it's back-engineered or if it was something from 1947, we're not alone in the universe. That changes the whole game. So, oh, yeah, no. Well, that's the, <laughs> the saying, Joseph, that just 1% of it has to be real for it all to be real, right? That's kind yeah. of what you think that everybody's saying. That it's, it's true, 1%. That's all we need, just that one percenter, baby. Exactly. And so, you know, the, we have these testimonies from these guys that were there in 1947 when you're talking about the Roswell crash. And mm. one, I believe his name was Philip Corso. Correct, and you can yep. get on YouTube. He has a whole – he lays it out exactly what happened, what was uh, – um, Oh, back engineered. How did? How do you think we went? Our technology went from horse and buggy in a hundred years, and now look where we're at with these computers and the silicone chips and, the, like you say, the Velcro and laser light and and I mean on and on and on and on. Fiber optics. I mean, all of this stuff came from back engineering. And you know, there were other whistleblowers that I've talked to and interviewed that have told me the same exact story, independent of one another in different agencies. So I'm just like, I'm compelled to believe, yes, that this stuff does exist, and we're not alone in the universe, 
And whether I saw a back-engineered craft that came from an alien craft from 1947 or thereafter, or it's a current one, if, like you say, if there was one then, then why, ain't I be able, why wouldn't I be able to see one today? And you're seeing more and more people seeing these things. I mean, constantly, every month you see on YouTube where these people are film, filming different types of UFOs, unidentified flying objects, all over the planet. And again, they're coming here to show us gradually, little by little. Okay, here we are. Here's you know, a bunch of lights. I, you know, going back to the to an original point that, that we made earlier was that you know the world is not 100 percent ready for it. I think Hollywood is playing a big part in getting us conditioned and ready. Uh, YouTube is a great thing that came along uh, because now the world can get itself ready by posting what they see with technology the way it is, like you're talking about. Right, uh, guess what? Right. Everybody has a everybody has a high definition camera now, right? Yes. With, with high definition yes. video on their camera yes. on their smartphones. For, yes. for no less. So no matter where you are, you can take a video of whatever's in the sky. Uh, right. It it makes it so much easier to share that kind of that kind of uh, of information. But Doctor uh, Joseph, uh, do you think though that even with that kind of technological advancement, it's still kind of hard to really take a lot of that serious because there's been a lot of hoaxing in the last twenty years, uh, especially in the last few years with YouTube. There's been a lot of like fake videos and hoax yeah. videos yeah. and stuff like that. So that muddies the water even more. Yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. And and so this is where I go back to personal experience. When you are there, and it's not even like I'm looking through a lens. I'm looking with my own eyes, right. watching them. And so is a bunch of people. So I have, you know corroboration with the people that are right beside me looking at the same thing, telling you exactly, and they're describing what you just experienced. So, okay, so, so this is where it starts to get hairy and deep because, first of all, some people won't even get behind the idea that we're not alone in the universe. But right. once you start down that path, you're like, okay, what else is out there? And what dimensions are they coming from? Is that why these different crafts look differently and they have different characteristics? And so, you know, it all depends on the audience that you're talking to is how much right. information you put out. So I'm trying to be discernful about how much is, I'm, I'm well, you know, that's laying out there. That's actually uh, not a bad way uh, to segue real quick because a lot of people do believe that a lot of the crafts that we're seeing are from either other dimensions Maybe they're us from the future. And gotcha. one that a, a good friend of mine, Dennis Crenshaw, loves to bring up, and I, I can kind of see where he's going here with this, is that they came from the inner Earth. That they've been Some here all them, along. Yeah. That yeah. they've been here Some. all along. That they they coexist with us here. And um, that's what the objects that we're seeing in the oceans coming up, as, the, as a lot of people know, USO, the undersea yeah. objects. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're coming directly from somewhere in, in inside the Earth itself. Uh, you believe that to be a, maybe a fact? Oh no! It's a, I, to me, I'm a full-on believer, absolutely. And uh, and so you know, we talk about these uh, interdimensional or multi-dimensional uh, possibilities, and you know, science is saying all these things. You know, it's it's our current science, but people that don't open a book and are just listening to their religions or TV, they're not doing their own research. So they just say, "Well, I've never seen it on TV, so therefore it doesn't exist." Right. So <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's almost like beating your head against the wall. You're like, this <laughs> yeah. can be frustrating because your 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 uh, viewpoint is not quite valid because you didn't do any research. You're going by this this TV that you know it's all about Duck Dynasty and propaganda <laughs> and more propaganda and bad news. This guy murdered this guy and this guy. Yeah, it's this. All, I, 
Yeah. So exactly. negative, man. You know, my yeah. look, my I, my mother watches the news religiously, and you know she's she's ill. She she's a uh, stage four cancer. She's you know at home a lot, uh, going through her chemotherapy and doing her her radiation stuff. She was at the house a lot, uh, just relaxing and, and watching TV. And all she does is watch the news all day long. And I sat down with her one day and I was like, Mom, with what you're going through, why would you watch the news where it's nothing but negative stuff constantly? And she says, well, I just want to keep up with what's going on in the world. And I'm like, this is the problem with, this is right here exactly is the problem with the world. This yeah. is what they're keeping up with. Just negative right. events, crime, murder. I mean, there's nothing positive ever shown in the news. And, and people do positive things all the time. People give to yeah. charities, people do all kinds of, but that doesn't come out in the news. Mm-mm. No, and we're addicted. We're a, a society addicted to drama. So, yeah. you know. That explains Jersey Shore, by the way. Yeah. So, I mean, there's so much that we could get into, and this is such a big story. And for those that are just opening up to the possibility, you're going to be floored when all – I mean, this truth is all out there right now. You just have to get online and start looking and Googling this, and you'll be led to something else. But you got to start. you got to be open-minded because, you know, you could – and I've had friends and family that are just like, look, I don't want to know about it because I'm afraid of it. I don't care about it. I just want to go to work, come home, drink a beer, watch football, done. Those would be the, the sheeple that we were talking about earlier. Yeah, and I'm not judging them yeah. because I used to be in the same boat. But you know what? Don't judge me and ridicule me for believing in something that I have, you know, I have experienced. That's, that's the frustrating part. And so as you're going, going up in these awarenesses, I'm telling you, there's so much, so much, so much that we could get into. Oh, my I, God. I, I will say this. I do understand some people's uh, reluctance to uh, you know get into these subjects or, or dig too deep. Uh, and I understand that because I myself have experienced uh, you know being at a job and people finding out what I do on radio and what I talk about and them going, so uh, here you do a show about aliens and UFOs and stuff. And yeah. it, that's kind of awkward when it's like your boss or the owner of the company right. asking you that. And you're yeah. like, what, I mean, how do you answer that with, uh, well, yes, I, I do a show where we talk about aliens once in a while, and yes, I believe in aliens. Normally, that leads to uh, coming to my office real quick. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and those never lead to good conversations. No. Whenever, whenever a sentence starts with, oh, can I see you in my office real quick? <laughs> Normally, you, you get a pink slip right after that. You know what I mean? So yeah. I can see where people are, are scared to touch the subject. People are afraid to dig too deep into the subject. And look, at the end of the day, we live for a very short period of time on this planet. We, you know, if we're lucky, we live 60, 70, 80 years. Uh, if you're a, a hardcore rapper from the streets, you live 25 years. So, I mean, it depends on, on your, who you are and where you're from. But, you know, we live a very short life on this planet. So a lot of people are, are like, you know, they're sheeple. They really just, you know what, I'm going to be here for only a short period of time. What does it matter anyway? Uh, and that's, I think, how the big corporations and the, and the big brother and everybody who's in charge kind of gets their way because at the end of the day, people die every day. And if you have a society and, you know, there's a certain percentage that are interested in the subject, you know, with people dying and people coming and people going, eventually over time people do forget and things just happen. Like for Roswell, for example, people forgot about Roswell. I mean, that yeah. came and went. It, it took, uh, you know, Jesse Marcel coming forward 
you know, what, 20 years later or something like that, or many years, mm -hmm. or a few years later, yeah. coming forward and talking about it again in an interview for people to get interested in Roswell again and, and start digging into Roswell again. Because, yeah. like, everything, it, time passed and people just forgot. And, and unfortunately, uh, that's something that could happen again with ufology, especially, not with ufology so much, because that's never going to be forgotten, I think, but uh, with the question and the, the desire to want to know if we're we're alone, because a lot of people that they might want to know might not be here in twenty years. I mean, we just lost Lloyd Pye, for example, who's yeah, a, yeah. a pioneer, I, I believe, right. in, in in this uh, field, and who's done who's done nothing but great work in this field. And you know that happens, unfortunately. You know what I mean? So yeah. there's ha there has to be, a, I guess, a, an event that switches over to a, a you know a new generation of uh, of researchers that continue forward but i don't know if there's a lot of people interested in doing the kind of research that pi did or or anything like that what do you think do you think that there'll ever come a time where people will be so bored of the subject that it would just disappear again well you know I, <laughs> this planet is only so big and there's it's becoming smaller and smaller the more people and the more technology we have so what else is there eventually we're gonna have to grow up and come out of the sandbox and get out of the adolescent age and be like, okay, it's time to truly space travel because we're we're killing our planet. Uh, look at Fukushima. Look at the. I mean, look at everything. I mean, it's just a disaster down here. If you truly open your eyes, people don't want to open their eyes. They just want to. What can I do? What can one person do? So they get depressed and, right. and they just don't want to deal with it. So <laughs> I see space travel eventually. What else is there? I mean, you know. Eventually, the, as you're exploring the oceans and the, the jungles, and I, I mean, that's who we are as a as a humanity. Is we're curious. We got to know how things tick. And so, I I don't know. I, I really think that out there is our future. It really is. And and for people to accept it. And the problem is, the the current system is just not working. We have these banksters that hijacked our our uh, economical system. And people that don't want to believe that, I mean, this is all part of it. I'm telling you. So, you know, you go down one of these rabbit holes and all of a sudden it just branches off and you're like, oh, my gosh, now this makes sense. So the banksters that run the planet, they have to they have trillions of dollars to lose if we say everybody gets free energy. You know, yeah. it's all about control. It's all about keeping people in the dark and dumbing them down. And and that's now this is one dimension. I hate to. Because I've been in a higher state of awareness for the past, I don't know, year or so because I keep looking and searching and, and working on myself. And what we're talking about right now is, is a fifth dimensional or a fourth dimensional awareness. And let me tell you the difference. 3D is someone who is, they get up, they go to work, they come home, they drink their beer, they watch TV, the football game, and that's it. They don't want to believe in, they, you know, if they want to go to church, they go to church. If they don't, they don't, whatever. That, that's that's third dimensional and I'm not judging it I'm not saying it's a good thing a bad thing I'm just saying that's what it is fourth dimensional is stepping into hey ETs do exist because I actually saw a UFO and oh and by the way did you see these, these what the hell are they spraying up there and why are they spraying it all over the planet it's just and now all of a sudden you know these trees are dying off and, and we, you know all this other stuff and then the next thing you know it's like what's going on with Fukushima over there you know, that happened in, what, 2011? Mm, Nobody talks yep. about it on the mainstream, but if you look yep. at it, you look at these, in, why did they shut off all the radi radi uh, radiation detectors? And, and then you're like, 
okay, well, the scientists can't figure out why all the starfish are, are turning into jelly and dying. And, and all, the, <laughs> yeah. all of the sardines that used to be out there, the fishermen are saying they didn't catch one. And now all the plankton is just dying off, and, and it's all in the Pacific. And now China just recently is refusing to um, accept any kind of shellfish, and I forget what all it is, from the Pacific coast of the United States. So you're like, well, wait a minute. They've never done that before in history. What in the hell is going on? But people don't want to hear it in 3D. 4D, you're just stepping into this stuff, and you're really realizing that, holy crap, our Constitution has been hijacked, our, uh, um, the financial system, all of this stuff. So you go back and do the research and find out when it happened, how it happened. It's, it's there. It's, it's all there. And uh, then, unfortunately, what would be the way to, to solve the financial problem uh, other than destroying the economic system the way it is and rebuilding. Uh, but if you do that, everybody's going to be like, well, you see, that's the new world order trying to take over. It's a no-win situation, you know, because if somebody wants to do it on an honest way to really fix things, they're going to get demonized for being part of the new world order. Oh, that's just Big Brother trying to take over and destroy the country. Yeah, and so, <laughs> again, there's... Oh God, Angel, this is such a big story. Um let me just go with the premise of the, the dimensions. The fifth dimension, before I t answer that question, the fifth <laughs> dimension is all unconditional love, seeing people for just, just who they are. They're just a human being. They're here doing the best they can, and without fear, without doubt, without judgment, you see that person for that soul that they are. And if they go out and commit a crime, you can't judge them. It's, you don't know what their story was when they were a little kid. Maybe they got abused. You don't know. You don't have right. to agree with what they did, but you see them as a spark of light, that the old uh, made in the image of God type of a thing. And right. so I'm, I'm just showing you different perspectives of how people look. And so when I'm on these radio shows now, it's really difficult, unless I know what the audience is, how I should answer the question. Because in a 3D way, I would answer it one way. From a fourth dimensional perspective, it'd be another. From fifth, it'd be another. And you, the people that haven't done the research, won't get what I'm saying if I talk in these higher realms. And I'm not saying I'm better than anybody. So don't don't take it that way. It's just that I've risen in this this awareness because for years and years and years I've been doing all this research and I've been connecting with people all over the planet. And now I have the bigger picture. In order to get to the the even the nuts and bolts of it, this this would take us all week to really dig in and prove exactly what happened, how it happened, and why we are where we are. And well, now you're we, asking where me do how we do we start? fix it. Well, first, let's start, where we, let's start at the beginning. Where, you know, how do we start to even how do learn? We start which part? How do we start to learn to get to where you are? Okay. The first thing you have to do is you have to be open-minded to even just be like, okay, this might be BS, but you know what? I'm going to sit through this YouTube thing and just see what they have to say. And so, for right. instance, get on YouTube, look up what in the hell or what the heck are they spraying, okay? Okay. Another good one is Thrive. And a lot of these things are, are free. And these are people that are in the know, that are out there in their specialty, that they've had 30 years of experience in, in, in various things. It's their specialty. And it's not coming from the mainstream. So people don't want to buy into it unless it's some credentialed person that's in NASA, well, they're part of the problem. So it's, 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 really, it's really frustrating, I'm, I'm telling you. Never a straight answer. 
NASA? Well, no, no. And, <laughs> and, and, and why, you know, all of a sudden we have this event that's coming about, like this ice on it, this thing that's supposed to be the brightest thing. It's supposed to be better than Halley's Comet. And all of a sudden Hubble telescope goes out. And it's like, well, what the? Is this you another know, conspiracy theory, or why aren't we able to see these things? Why, you know, you know the, the Joseph, a lot, lot of a lot of people believe the comet Ison is actually Nibiru. What do you think on that? I don't think so. Neither do uh, I, but I'm saying people do believe that. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, no, I hear you because you know there's lots of prophecies out there, and uh, again, this is muddy in the water. So, um, you know. Another prophecy would be the Hopi prophecy about the blue kachina that comes. Mm. And, uh, I mean, we could go back to all kinds of different prophecies. Like uh, in uh, Medjugorje, I believe uh, Mother Mary gave to one of the children that there'll be a sign that you can see but not touch. And you'll know the times, the end times are near. And, I mean, there's just so much we could, <laughs> I'm telling you, we can go and just too many directions here it's hard to stay on task well you know what connecting back to what i was saying earlier about uh, the whole god thing with my uh my niece's uh, mom and what you just said right now about the end times let's let's jump into and segue right into the end times uh do you think the end times is going to literally mean like with the rapture is the, the end of the world we're going to be taken away to heaven somewhere uh, maybe we're going to get zapped by a beam and picked up into the heavens somehow. Like in the movie, This is the End. I don't know if you've seen that movie. Very funny movie, by the way, uh, where everybody gets just sucked into the sky, into, like, those clouds. Or, or is, you know, I mean, that's kind of violent, don't you think? But if, yeah. especially if it's a, supposed to be a religious, you know, a good thing, why is it so violent? And I don't mm-hmm. understand that part of it. Or or maybe the end times could be the end times because uh, disclosure happens, and that's kind of what the end times is, the end of our ignorance. Uh, could be more of the end times, uh, the 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 end of uh, mankind's ignorance on the subject of are we alone and the the birth or the rebirth of humanity into a cosmic alliance with uh, our brothers next door. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> I don't know the, the rapture always seemed kind of violent for being God's way of saying, "Hey, we're all going to heaven now." Okay. Do you want my honest <laughs> opinion on this whole thing? Oh, I, I always ask for honesty. I, I always oh, hope God. that you're honest with me. Well, yeah, I... I okay. <laughs> this is a tough one. I know I've gotten many religious what? people with this one. Because well, it's not easy to answer why the rapture is so damn violent when it's supposed to be a heavenly thing. It, I, here's what I would say. This comes down on to the perspective of the person. Each individual person is in their own awareness, in their own consciousness, and therefore... When this transpires, say, say uh, let's, let's do some what ifs. What if there are 13 families that run this planet and they are, right. they are the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers and they're right. maybe considered the Illuminati and they control right. all the none money. Of, none, of, none of them are the Espinos, by the way, but go ahead. No, no. no. Yeah, my family and, controls nothing. Okay, so <laughs> what if? What if? What if they have millions and billions and trillions of dollars and they were so used to running the planet? But this comes down to something like off of – and this is another thing that they do in uh, movies is they show you the truth before your eyes because they think we're so stupid we can't see what's going on. In this this, uh, uh, movie called A Bug's Life, they have the grasshoppers that there's – Love that movie. The dozen of them come in and they tell these – 
hundreds of ants. They say, you will pick the food, you will you know, store it, and we come and we eat the food. And that's what your job is. And then the one guy, second in command or whatever, says, what are these, what's one of these little ants going to do? He goes, look, the, the leader says, if they, they, they outnumber us 100 to 1, if they ever wake up to the fact of that, we're done. And at the very end of the movie, that's what exactly happens. So what if something like that happens in the end times? Where hmm. in their perspective, as the leaders of the world, this could be a bad thing. But to those people that are just waking up to having, oh my God, now it makes so much sense why there's poverty and why there's, why there's somebody that has a yacht and three houses. and Why is the world unfair? It doesn't make sense until you start to do all this research. And I'm telling you, you have to look into our banking system. You have to look into those things like the Illuminati. Is this factual? You know, you have to prove it to yourself. You can't just listen to somebody. And that's my, my, that, that's my soapbox today is, look, get out there and do the research. You've got to do agree. it yourself. Yeah. I can only give you tidbits because we're going to be here all night and probably all week if we, <laughs> if we just go down these rabbit holes. But yeah, okay, it's, let me. It's, it's definitely a subject you're gonna be talking about for at least five or six, maybe eight hours nonstop with people because uh, there's so much information to uh, to talk about when you talk about this. Yeah, yeah, and so you know, what if, what if, you know, um, the Bible? And by the way, I saw on Facebook today. Um, you know, like I said, these people are so clever. I love them. They put the Bible there and they say, I know this is this proves that, that God is for real. And there's a picture of the Bible. Right next to it is a picture of a magazine, Spider-Man. Spider-Man is real because of this magazine. And I just started laughing going, oh my God, how good is that? You know what I mean? So, you know, what if the um, the people running this planet were such that they were ritualistic? And so they did everything in rituals, and that's the type of behavior that these people that run the planet are in. So even if we kind of changed our, our path, so to speak, as, as humanity, because I truly believe that we're all connected in a conscious way. And the more people that think one, think one thing at one time, that becomes our general reality. Okay? So, I agree with that, yep. Okay. So, and, and so if... We changed what some people consider in a linear way, a timeline, where all of a sudden we're not going down that doom and gloom path anymore. Now we're going through that enlightened, that thousand years of uh, the golden age, the Aquarius age, because that's written. And so what if those who are ritualistic are going with the Bible as the book? And they're like, okay, well, we, gotta, we have to manifest this. We have to play this thing out to the T because we are ritualistic. So that's why I see these things being attempted to be um, started like World War III, and they're getting thwarted right now because humanity is waking up because of the what we talked about earlier. We're in this age of instant gratification when it comes to, hmm, what's the meaning of that? Oh, I'll Google it. Bam, it's there. Oh, what's that in the sky? I'll get that on my phone. Oh, wait a minute. I'm going to send that. I'm going to either Skype it. I'm going to text it. I'm going to email it. You know what I'm saying? It's just instant. Right. So all this truth is out there for people to wake up and see what in the heck is going on. And once you do, then, 
like I say, then at first you get mad. You get upset because you're like, oh my God, these people are, they are treating humanity. It's like the 99% of the world are suffering when 1% of the population is, is, is just swimming in, in wealth and abundance. And it's just, it's lopsided. So then you're just like, okay, we should all, just by, we should have a God-given right of, if you're born on this planet, if this is my, this is my, just my personal belief, I think you should have your own home, you should have free heat, free transportation, you should be living from your heart and doing what you enjoy to do. So, you know, I would be bored if I just sat around all day. I would want to go out and create something. I'd be like, okay, right. well... What what can I do to um, to pay it forward to the universe or to the world or to God, however you want to look at it? And when you start living that way, these are higher dimensional ways of living. In other places in the universe, I believe that's how things function. We're this this uh, hodgepodge of misfit toys here on this planet. We're trying to, <laughs> yeah. and we got hijacked. And there's just talk about a schoolhouse from well, another perspective. Joseph, the Go reason ahead. is that we're still we're in a paid slaved society. Let's be real here. Uh, you know, we say we have freedoms in this country, but freedom it's a it's a very perceptive word because we're not really free. You have to, it's from a certain point of view, you have freedoms. Uh, we really have very little and very limited freedoms uh, because in reality, we're all paid slaves. We're a number. You have a social security number. You have a nope. work number. You have a cell phone number. You have numbers. You're you're a number to the system. You're yeah. part of a system. You you are a slave. What they did was when slavery was uh, you know around many years ago when they had slaves and it was normal, uh, they figured out that you know what we can't keep doing it this way. We got to figure out a better way to have slaves. Well, here we go. Two hundred, four hundred years later, we got a better way to have slaves. And it's a yeah. society right now. Uh, so you're, you're absolutely right. In fact, you know, of course, the uh, Zeitgeist films. Uh, talked about a society that would sustain itself without needing jobs and anything like that, and people would be able to live their lives and be, you know, pr- pr- productive. <clears throat> That's tough and productive to society without needing that monetary system involved, and uh, that you know, machines and technology could do most of the of the labor, and we could actually, you know, have our own time to develop new things and new ideas and give back to society and give back to uh, to nature and do you know positive things for the planet but the thing is will mankind do it that's the big question are we willing to be positive because we're you know, we're a negative bunch we really are on this planet you know there's a lot of people on this planet that like negativity and uh, my boardman pd over here is being very negative because we have to go to commercial break so we're going <laughs> to cut to break real quick before pd throws a, a, a tantrum over here or falls asleep again like he did last week uh but <laughs> We'll be back, uh, guys, from uh, break in, in a couple minutes here. If you want to call in and, and join the conversation or you have any questions, please do so. You can call in at 786-245-8127. Again, you can look us up on Skype, PSN Radio. And uh, any questions, we'll take them. Please uh, call on in. Joseph, sit, sit tight, and uh, we'll be right back with Inside the Jackal's Head. Uh, Petey, lead us out. Professional 
consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions, providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology, preventative maintenance and networking support, hardware and custom built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954-973-3374. That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. Supermanhomepage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com Do your kids share a bedroom with a sibling? Is dorm room privacy a problem? Introducing Privacy Pop, a new way to create a private and comforting space on your bed. Privacy Pop is a bed tent that fits over twin, twin extra long, full, and queen beds. Privacy Pop is your ticket to seclusion in crowded sleeping quarters. Privacy Pop is the perfect holiday gift for the youngster who likes building forts and cramped college dorm rooms. Log on to privacypop.com and see how this unique sleeping system easily pops out from a small carrying case. Easy to store and simple to set up. Privacypop.com. That's privacypop.com. The perfect holiday gift for your grandchildren or your own kids who want a fun bed fort. Choose their favorite color. See this unique sleeping system now. Act now for a limited time offer. Use promo code RADIO in the checkout cart for free shipping. Log on to privacypop.com. Use promo code RADIO for free shipping. Are you an intelligent, free-thinking individual? Do you have rational and well-researched opinions on any of the following subjects? Does your global outlook not fit into one of two preconceived and oversimplified categories? If so, you may have a problem. But don't worry, the solution is only one click away. It's called the mainstream media. Media. If consumed on a daily basis, the mainstream media can help significantly reduce the symptoms caused by individuality and autonomy. For years, millions of people around the world have been trusting the mainstream media to help relieve the pain and suffering caused by thinking about stuff. Millions of tests have proven it. This is John before he began consuming the mainstream media. Whether we like it or not, every aspect of our daily lives will be in some way affected by peak oil. It's unavoidable. And this is John after only 30 days of treatment. I sincerely believe that Britney Spears is not fit to have custody of her children. Kevin has repeatedly proven himself to be a much better parent. Say goodbye to complex questions and intelligent debates. And say hello to Timberlake, Hilton, and terrorists. So much terror, you'll be terrified. Don't live another day without it. Ask your doctor or government about it. The mainstream media. media. The mainstream media. Because you're not paid to think. We're paid to do it for you. Side effects may include a zombie-like existence, belief in fairy tales, and willful submission of constitutional rights. Results may vary. Brought to you by people who have much more power than you do. 
making the world a better place for us. Yeah. Do you think some people... Do you think that there's some people that aren't really... That are actually robots living among us? No. That we can't tell? No, we don't have the technology yet. But Rage. 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 Yeah. Yeah. You know what I was thinking? Stop playing. I was thinking of a fucking brilliant song. Yeah? Check it out. Just do what I do. Okay. Just play this note. And then we both keep playing. Just keep both playing that note. Every once in a while, bend it. And that's it. And just remember who wrote that song. Me, baby. Me. <sighs> See? It's fucking simple. That's one song in the bank. Next song. Is that- Next song. How can- but it's one Next. note. Next. Anybody could have wrote it. Anybody could have done that. It's one song. Yeah, but it's guess who note. did write it? Me. Yeah, but did you write the, this? Dude, I did. I told you to do the bending every once in a while. Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> I win. Shit. I win. One to nothing. Well, here's a little story I got to tell about three bad brothers you know so well. It started way back in history with that rap. and me. My team. everybody we're back on inside the jackal's head here on uh, psn radio and of course soflow radio i want to give a, a special shout out to a one miss nancy burns who's listening in tonight of the show future theater which airs every saturday at 6 p.m on the dark matter radio network and right here on psn radio very cool show with uh, bill burns of ufo hunters and ufo magazine i know that uh, that's a magazine that I've been a fan of for a long time. Uh, are you a, a reader of UFO magazine, Joseph? Um, I'm aware of it. I haven't, uh, I haven't read that, but I did watch the the show on TV when that uh, was out, and uh, I actually met uh, Bill Burns at one of the MUFON conferences I was speaking at, and I think it was in Philadelphia. But I spoke at both uh, Pittsburgh and Philly, and I think I met him there at uh, the Philadelphia one. Nice guy, huh, Bill Burns? Yeah, yeah, great, and I love his work. I love. What they what they do they're they're out there and and uh, they're open minded about what the heck is going on out there and mm. and so you know I've I've personally witnessed it I have it on camcorder so you can't tell me up and again it, <laughs> it, could it be our current technology man I don't know what about all the cave paintings that, that they're depicting see, all these things you know what I'm saying that, yeah that's that's one that gets me when you see the the paintings that actually look like little gray aliens that's when you're like okay that, I, I can kind of understand that uh, yeah we've been visited in the past or either that or everybody was on really good peyote and they all had a really 
same yeah. hallucinations back then. I doubt yeah. that was happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, so there's a very good chance that uh, yeah, aliens were coming back. But you know, here's the thing: if they come from the inner Earth, like we were saying earlier, then they're not really aliens. They're just they're from the inner Earth and they've been here all, all along. Uh, you know, there's a lot of theories that say that we came from the inner Earth and we were kind of kicked out to the surface uh, when you know the whole thing with Adam and Eve happened. You know, she ate the apple, and then God kicked her out of the kingdom. You know that whole that whole story. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people believe that that was uh, you know the Hollow Earth, and that we got kicked out to the surface because of that darn apple that she ate. <laughs> I think there's there's probably a little bit of truth in everything. All these folklores, and you know, the longer we are on this planet, and we were talking about this off air with mm. the uh, the pyramids that are being found. They're just buried under silt. Everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Dude, and the oceans are finding pyramids yes. under the ocean. Everywhere. Yes. It's crazy. So it's like we're going to have to rewrite history whether they want to or not because yeah. there is so much technology and independent people have, uh, uh, what are they, is it called ground ultrasound or whatever it is, and, and, and uh, even in the oceans. And so we're finding things that we probably couldn't before. Uh, because, well, quite frankly, nobody could afford the technology. Now it's becoming more affordable. More and more things are happening, and the truth is just subtly coming out, little by little, to the point where you're just going to have to admit it and be like, all right, we know that this has been going on. and You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't or at know. least mildly accept it. You know, at least be open-minded enough to say, you know, okay, it could be true. You know, at least that. Give me that. Yeah. I mean, if you look at Hubble Telescope and how many hundred billion light years it looks out there at all of these galaxies and so you know to put it into perspective light can travel around this planet and and this planet's pretty big you know seven times in one second so if you put that in a linear line and and try to look at that and go out a year how far how far and how fast can that be then you go a hundred billion light years i mean that is just you just can't even fathom it with your brain so right. we're the only, and, 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 and this is one of the comedians, I don't know who said this, but God stopped with us and said that we're <laughs> the most brilliant people. Oh, God, that was just a brilliant joke. Whoever, I have to give props to whoever it was. I'm just sorry I can't remember who it was. It wasn't well, me. It, it could have been that God started with us and we were the first ones he created, saw the mistake he made, and he said, you know what, I'm not continuing this project. <laughs> this is, woo, what a mistake. Oh, man, I'm going back to the kingdom, and I'm going to go relax and watch some uh, Phil Donahue or something because oh, this is God. just horrible, these people. Look at this. They're, they're warring. They eat the apple when I tell them not to. Like, what's going on with humanity? You know what? Flood. That's what we need, just flood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And oh, you know what? You back to the petroglyphs and all that in New Mexico. I've traveled all over the place out here, and it's similar paintings and depictions from here, from Egypt, from and like I mean, these are like worlds apart back then. I mean, how did they right. travel? It would have taken forever to come across. And then I have pictures of uh, some petroglyphs here. That here's this alien-looking thing that the people that claimed to be abducted, which is, is a whole other story. And if they were, they're seeing exactly what these depictions on this uh, these petroglyphs are next to a spacecraft. And these things are thousands of years old. And we didn't, there was no flight until what, uh, 1912 or something? Something or, like that, yeah. It, oh, oh, heck, you know, uh, you, I'm sure you know of the name Charles Delshaw. Sound familiar to Charles Delshaw? Yeah, I, I'm trying to think. Um, well, my good friend Dennis Crenshaw wrote a book, The Secrets of Delshaw, which is about uh, paintings of this man in the 1800s. 
before the Wright brothers, just way before. Oh. Uh, he had he had paintings and uh, and descriptions of crafts that looked like UFOs. Right. They looked, I mean, uh, very much like uh, like alien ships that we see today, and some of them looked, you know, like uh, some balloon ships and stuff like that. I mean, they were, they right. were very advanced. He was talking about the eighteen hundreds before. What about the, Wright the brothers? The, the what did he know? The, the Vimanas is another thing. We're exactly, like five thousand yeah. years old or something like that. Yep. I mean, so well, we found Vimanas not long ago in the in the Middle East somewhere. Didn't they find a Vimana in India? I think it was. Yes. I don't know if you heard. Did you hear about that? They were the soldiers were inside and they got sick. Some of them, I think, passed away and everything because of the yes. radiation or whatever's going on in there. Yes, and and so you got to wonder. Um, um, again, because of technology and because of Photoshop, everybody's just on the edge. Like, oh God, I'd really love to believe that, but I don't want to because I don't want to be duped. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, was this a factual? Th- I wasn't there. I didn't walk into the cave, but I would think that either there's some kind of radioactive stuff there, or this thing is resonating at a higher vibration, and because everything is energy, as you walk into some of these fields of energy, your physical body can't maintain its uh, solidity, and it just, you know, uh, that's that's my take on some of these higher dimensional things. And so I don't know if that's what the craft was and why they were getting sick because of if it, it held a higher frequency or if it was something that was poisonous like a radioactive thing. But I've hmm. heard the stories. I just don't, I don't know much enough about it to really... Maybe it's a booby trap set by uh, whoever built the Vimanas. You know, it could be. I mean, they they left it there for a reason. Maybe they set some booby traps or some kind of radiation booby trap on the ship itself. You know, even Travis Walton, when he had his uh, his incident, claimed that uh, that he felt a weird sensation as he got closer to the craft, and then of course he got zapped by whatever hit him and knocked him out. Uh, maybe there is some kind of a fail safe thing in, in these Vimanas and in UFOs or. Or, you know, the, maybe that's something that they just use as a booby trap. Yeah, it's possible. But, you know, I, I talked to, in fact, uh, when I was speaking at one of the other MUFON uh, conferences, I think it was in the Pittsburgh one, uh, Travis and I were, we, we all stayed in the same hotel. So we rode back and forth to the conferences over the weekend. And he gave me this story. Um, uh, and, uh, man, I mean, here's a, here's a, uh, first-hand witness to being abducted and they made a movie out of it and so and the credible sources and the sheriffs and all that you know i mean and we're we're not believing that ufos exist it it just baffles me to this day that so much evidence that we're talking about all of this first of all we should just believe in it with all the evidence that's out there and once we can get to that point okay you know what's the next step yeah, you know, it's funny because they didn't even believe it. <laughs> like, Steve Rogers, like, the whole crew didn't, like, none of them believes Pierce. None of them, those guys uh, believed in aliens at that time. But, you know, that was something that was, you know, not even a concept they were thinking about. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then they, they, they just got, like, suckered into this whole event. I had Steve Pierce, which is the youngest member of the crew, and uh, Travis's crew. I had him on the show here uh, not long ago. And it's funny because, you know, Travis never has come forward saying that he's had any other experiences or encounters or abductions or or anything else, or any contact, but Steve has. Wow. He's had sightings since. He's, he claims to have been abducted a few times. Yeah. And remember, these these guys all took lie detector tests, mm-hmm. and uh, and Steve has had a very rough, you know, go at it since this happened. Yeah. Uh, he was 
he had to move several times. People were threatening him and, and all kinds of stuff. And, uh, you know, he hasn't had it easy. This is not a guy who uh, came on and became rich because of what happened to Travis. Right, in right. fact, none of the guys wanted any publicity after this incident happened. Right. They all kind of like, you know, they shied away from the media. Travis even went back to work, and he retired after working, what, 25-something years at the same company he worked at when this happened to him. So it's yeah. not like he became a millionaire overnight or anything. And that movie didn't make him a millionaire, for sure. Yeah. So it, it the guy, uh, you know, I, I believe... Believe Travis. I think his story is legit. Uh, one of the few, though, that I really say uh, it's a hundred percent legit. To be honest with you. Yeah, but uh, if if his is true, if and I believe it is too, then we're not alone in the universe. That's all correct. it takes is one one yeah, percent. And we're talking all night. We could go on and on and on. And what about all the people that have had these abductions? And, and some of the people that I've been doing hypnotherapy on over the years that they didn't even know they're abducted, and all of a sudden, bam, it comes out in hypnosis. And it's like, oh my gosh, what? Like it's a shock to the therapist because you're not expecting it. You're thinking right. it's going to be something, uh, you know, um, in this lifetime as a child. And then as you're doing this hypnosis, you're taking these people back, and then the next thing you know, they're in a past life and they're ex- describing exactly what they're wearing, where they lived, what their name was, and I mean, what they were eating. And then so then all of a sudden all these other things open up to you, like, oh my gosh, you mean we live more than one life? Wait a minute. You know, I'm a Catholic, or I was, and I have to come here, and I have to get it right one time, or I'm going to heaven or hell. And now all of a sudden, more than one person that has that I've personally hypnotized had had these past life experiences. So it just opens up a whole new can of worms for you to explore and, and try to get to the bottom of. And like I said, this story is so big, you just have to be open because all of this stuff is related in one way or the other. But if you're close-minded to it, you're not going to get the answers. That's very true. How did you, you know, switch your practice over uh, and start doing hypnotherapy that dealt with abductions? I mean, how, how did that come up or dealt with past life? It was know, incidental. It was just incidental. That's what I'm really? saying. I'm just – you're taking this person back and you're doing this hypnosis and it just comes out of them. And you're just like, you know – and I've heard of it before because I've done research, but – you know, to, here's this person right in front of you, and they're describing everything perfectly. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is, I mean, it's almost unbelievable. But, you know, we believe that angels exist, right? Some of us do. Well, Some I'm of an us. angel. Okay, My you are. Angel. You are. Okay, so I can believe in you, right? Yeah, you can believe in me. <laughs> anyway, so if uh, – if these people, most people that believe in angels, where do they come from? Where do they hmm. exist at? And so if they exist outside of our spatial time that we can't perceive within the five senses, and by the way, the visual spectrum is only so wide that the human being can perceive, but beyond what right. we conceive is ultraviolet rays and infrared. Just because right. we can't see it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It's just we don't, don't have a tool within our physical body to measure it and to experience it. So we've right. developed various things over the years to, you know, um, pick up on like Geiger meters and all these other things. It's not you can't prove that this stuff is there with the human body, but we've developed tools to prove it. So my point is, just because you can't see it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And if you can believe in angels and they're outside our paradigm, then why is it so hard to believe in ETs outside of our paradigm? And this goes back to the uh, statement I made earlier about God being an extraterrestrial. ETs 
Uh, you know, angels are ETs also. They're outside of our planet. They're yes. not yes. of this realm. Now, here's a, a bigger <clears throat> question. Have aliens been mistaken for angels yes. all along? <laughs> and I'm talking about aliens like the Greys. I mean, and this okay. is and, and just let me let me be clear here real quick. I do believe that throughout history, a lot of the mythology on this planet have been by people who've made mistakes in identifying what they were witnessing: leprechauns, yes. demons, yes. Yes. You, uh, uh, ghosts, um, angels, you know, fairies. All these creatures that people throughout history have made a mythology out of. My belief is, is it's a very good possibility that these beings were actually extraterrestrials down here doing some kind of experimenting or whatever they were doing maybe they were just passing by and sightseeing who the heck knows but they were passing through they stopped somebody saw them and in their own rational mind they created the fairies the leprechauns the demons because they they wouldn't know how to perceive an extraterrestrial from another world within our 3d dimension you know what i mean mm-hmm. and Okay, so this is where it gets deep. So tell me, how deep do you want to go? <laughs> yeah, let's go as deep as the rabbit hole will take us, my friend. Oh, boy. Okay. You ready for this? Go ahead. Give All it right. to me. Okay, so what if, let's just do it this way. What if, what if there is an astral realm that is at a particular plane and it's a particular awareness? What if there is a, um, an archangel realm? What if there is an ET realm? Uh, and what if there are various ET races that hold a frequency at different dimensions? And so I'll give you an example. What if we're we're 3D people? So right. what we can see, hear, smell, taste, touch, that's our awareness. Right. Okay? So that's basically 3D. So what if there was a species that was uh, an octave above us that could shift down, up or down? And so they're a fourth dimensional being. So they're just high enough. They're just a little bit higher than we are. And so with that, what are the rules there? If they can, if they can elude us, but they can manipulate us from right beside us and we don't even know it, could, could that be what happened um say oh gosh i don't know how deep i should go with this um could that be the anunnaki that we that everybody talks about that's in the sumerian text what if they were from a higher dimensional plane say fourth density and they had this not only their own physicality and what they could do because of their awareness and their consciousness and their belief system but also their technology was just a little bit further advanced than where we were they would look like gods to us right so what if there is higher dimensional beings that look even they're higher yet, say fifth dimensional and above? The way I look at it is fifth dimensional beings are, they see things in unconditional love. That means there's no judgment, there's no fear, there's no doubt. And the, the perfect person that I would say that could depict what fifth dimensional reality was like and what... Uh, humanity's highest potential is would be Jesus Christ. All of the things that as he walked this planet, him healing, him teaching unconditional love, him saying things like you will do these things or greater things. What he was trying to teach humanity was this is your highest potential. You can do exactly what I'm doing. You just haven't reached that belief in yourself, that consciousness, that energy that needs to be on the planet at the particular place and space of time. And so... Another variable that steps in here is time. We see time in such a linear way, but outside of this paradigm, this three-dimensional polarity that we live in, 
all of the rules change as you go up in these dimensions. So when you get into, say, fifth dimension, there is no time. Everything's happening happening in the present moment. Everything's a potential. So when you're standing there, you're kind of, I look at it as though, um, oh, geez, how's the best way on the radio to do this? Okay. Um, my mom's a baker, right? She bakes bunt cakes. So you know what a bunt cake looks like? They have that center hole in it. They're delicious, yes. Okay, so you're in the center, and you have all those slices all around you. So you have the conscious choice of experiencing whatever slice you want. You just focus your attention towards that, and you shift right into that particular moment of now. But everything's a potential. So when I say this gets deep, this is what I'm talking about. You have to understand all the dimensions. You've got to understand um, time. And, and so, again, we could be here all night trying to explain, and it gets so confusing because we're intermixing the, the awarenesses and the understandings of each dimension. So we're talking 3D, 4D, 50, and up. So that's why I hesitate to even try to answer some of these questions on here because if you don't have the basics, like... Well, let, uh, me, let me ask you, what, what is your feeling then uh, or your thought on the possibility? And by the way, we're almost out of time, so I'm going to get this question out quick. Uh, what is your, your thought on the possibility that we live in a holographic universe? I agree with it 100%. I figured you would. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to take that, Angel. <laughs> now, do you think this is going to be proven to be like the greatest theory of the 21st century, that we live in a holographic universe? See, here's the other thing. It all has to do with consciousness and awareness. And I think that we come from all different parts of the, the universe, and there are different soul growths here. There's ancient souls, there's baby souls, or young souls here. So to answer that question, you have to understand that and to know that some of these people will never get to that awareness in this lifetime. And there's no judgment. It just means that they're just on a different point of their path. And that's how, if I'm going along my path and there's somebody ahead of me and I don't get it anymore, I don't judge them. I just, I'm like, I'm open to what they're saying to me. I, I might not have experienced it or not be understanding what they're talking about, but I hope to get there. In the same token, I look back at some of the people where I used to be and I'm like, hey, look up here. Where do you see what's here? And I'm paving this way, and they don't get what I'm saying, but they're like, oh, you're crazy. There's nothing up there. And the next thing you know, they reach it, and they're like, holy crap, he was right. And these are the epiphanies that I've gotten to all my life. It's just like as I'm pushing forward, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I used to judge that person thinking he's a crackpot for believing this, and now I understand it differently. <laughs> so, so you can you know, call me a crackpot if you want, but... <laughs> I'll, t I'll tell you what, I, I would never probably have been a believer in, in UFOs unless I had my own sightings. Exactly. Uh, as, a, as a kid, that completely changed my awareness of everything. Uh, when I saw something in the sky that could not possibly be man-made by us men, you know, maybe men from another world, but not by us, technology that I just could not understand, uh, that's when I said, okay, uh, I believe that something's going on. And I was a kid back then, so I've grown up with that belief system um, ever since I was a, a child, and it really has changed my life uh, to the point, and I do shows about this stuff. Uh, Joseph, we really are running out of time here. I want to have you back on, on Skywatchers Radio coming up very soon on uh, Dark Matter Radio Network and here on PSN Radio. Uh, we must continue this discussion because uh, getting into the rabbit hole is very fun. <laughs> yes, it it's is. It's a lot of fun, and it's, especially when you do it on radio with people that know what they're talking about. Uh, so we're definitely going to have you back on. Uh, it's been uh, great having you here on the show. We're, like I said, we're only a couple minutes before we, we got to get off. Uh, but 
give the audience uh, any websites or anything they can uh, contact you on, on if they want to hear your past episodes or something like that that you've done sure. in the past. Uh, give the audience a place to, uh, to go and search for you. Sure. Well, first of all, uh, for the month of uh, December, I'm doing like a bunch of free angel card readings. Whoever contacts me, I'm, I've been doing them free. You can contact me through universaltalking at gmail.com. I have cool. a couple of websites. One is universaltalk.info. Uh, the other is a guiding light, spelled L-I-T-E, uh, .com. And I have a YouTube page under my name. It's either under Universal Talk or else under Joseph Mara. And uh, that. I know we're out of time, so I guess I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And uh, we will have you back on, on Skywatchers very, very soon. I'll send you some information uh, for that uh, episode so uh, we can continue this conversation awesome. and uh, get deeper into the rabbit hole. So if you guys heard this show and you liked it and you want to listen on to more of what we got to say, uh, listen in on Tuesday at 11 p.m. Eastern, and uh, the promotion will be on the Internet pretty soon, and you'll be able to pick up where we left off here. Uh, Dr. Joseph Mara, thank you so much for being here, sir, and we will talk again pretty soon. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Take care. All right, everybody, we are out of time. Uh, this is Inside the Jackal's Head, and uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you, everybody, on PSN Radio in the chat room. Thanks, everybody, on SoFlow Radio, and, of course, our good friends on TalkStream Live. Uh, Tuesday coming up on Skywatchers Radio. Please be there. We do have a show coming up. And it's a big one. And when I say big one, Joseph, you know who's going to be on the show with us? No, I don't. Who is it? Jesse Marcel the Third. Oh, cool. Awesome. And that's in the first hour. The second hour, we have Jose Escamilla. I don't Roswell know. Rods. Oh. Roswell Rods. We're going to have him on the second hour. So it's going to be a great show on Skywatchers Radio coming up this Tuesday on Dark Matter Radio Network and on PSN Radio. Please look out for that. Of course, on Inside the Jackal's Head next week, my good friend UFO Phil will join us. And that should be a riot. If uh, if you want to get silly, listen in next week right here on Inside the Jackal's Head. Till next time, take care, everybody, and be safe. Let that shit crawl around, what up? How you, my nigga? Let's get this money, you huh? Money and zip duffel bags, shotgun shells. My killers, the willers. Niggas couldn't see him with the sales. Frontin' ass niggas, go hang for real. Tryna be a cowboy, you catch bullets like Terrell.